showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Relationship Psych, the podcast. Today, I am answering a question that came to me via my Instagram stories when I put up the sticker said, what do you want to know? What do you want me to talk about on the podcast? One of you said, how do you communicate in conflict? And that is what we're talking about today. I'm giving you five tips to communicate in conflict so that when the inevitable arises and you are talking to your partner and there is a conflict, you have a little bit of an idea about what you could do differently. So here we go, let's dive in. But before we do, I actually want to let you know, accidentally, the podcast for November 30th was released on November the 15th. And there was a giveaway that was with it. So that giveaway is going to happen when it, the episode gets released on its actual date, November 30th. So if you listen to the episode and you're like, hey, I wanted that book. I wanted the giveaway. I went onto the social media. It didn't work out. Try again when it is released on November 30th. The podcast will come out again and there will be a giveaway. Okay, so let's talk about those five steps for how to communicate better when you're in a conflict with your partner. Now, conflict itself isn't bad. Conflict happens in basically every relationship. I mean, I live in my own head and I have conflict with myself daily. I mean, when my alarm clock goes off and it's, you know, I could sleep a little longer or go to the gym, I fight with myself a lot of mornings. And so just remember, we fight with our own selves in our own head. It is only normal that from time to time, we are going to have conflict with our partners. Conflict is normal because we are different. It can serve to help us reconnect and understand each other better. It can also be destructive and serve to pull us apart. A mistake I see some couples do is they say conflict is normal and they use that as like ammunition to treat their partner badly. Treating your partner badly is a choice, but conflict is normal. So just because conflict is normal isn't a free pass to be mean or cruel or intentionally disrespectful to your partner. So that takes me to the very first step of how do you communicate with your partner when you're in conflict? And this is first and foremost Remember, you're a team. You are a team. This is the principle of mutuality. This is understanding that when both people in a partnership take care of each other, prioritize the relationship at times over their individual needs, that relationship is going to do best. They are going to do better together, which is a real choice to get into a partnership and say, we choose this team. We choose prioritizing the health, well-being of our relationship over that 
of our individual selves sometimes. Because if we can prioritize the health, the safety, the stability of our relationship, we will both thrive. Now, that is a different message than a lot of the cultural messages we get about autonomy, independence, the way to show up in the world, put yourself first. I know. But just think, if you have a great model for a long-term love in your life, have they put each other first? And I'm, I'm willing to bet you're going to see yes or else I don't know how they stay together. And so when we pick a long-term team member, at times we are going to have to make personal sacrifice for shared gain. Sometimes that means do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And we might choose being happy over being right. So for example, my husband and I had a little squabble the other day. I poked him in a way I typically poke him, like literally with my finger, poked him. And he did not take kindly to my poking on this particular day. And I felt quite hurt because I poke him all the time and he pokes me all the time and poking is something that happens in our relationship. But on this particular day, he didn't like it. I wanted to fight back and be defensive. Like, what do you mean? You poke me or I can poke you. What's your problem with it today? I got offended. And I, I did start out like that, to be honest. But after a moment, I paused and I thought, okay, like, how come I'm getting so worked up? There's a little bit of the way that he told me he didn't want to be poked that that got to me. But ultimately, I remember we're a team. We can change our preferences day to day. That's okay that he said he didn't want to be poked. Probably pretty normal. I don't always want to be poked. I probably say no sometimes too. And so if I remember we're a team, I can be happy and go, okay, that's okay. You don't want to be poked. Let's just snuggle instead or let's just watch the show. Um, and which is hard when you want to play or you want attention a certain way. But if I remember he's my teammate and I want to be happy with him over proving that I should be able to poke him. Now, I know it is tempting to get into wanting to be right. I mean, the number one thing couples fight about is nothing because we get stuck in the trap of wanting to be right and prove our point. But remember, you're a team. Being happy as a team sometimes requires a little bit of sacrifice and putting your ego aside for the shared gain of your relationship. The second point in conflict to help you communicate is soften with each other. So be gentle with each other. This can be things like instead of saying, things like, you are so lazy, you never clean up after yourself, softening it to talk about your thoughts and your feelings without blame or accusation, staying away from all or never statements. So instead saying something like, I'm, I'm frustrated, I feel like our equity around the house isn't fair and I want to work together on that. And so we want to be more gentle describing our thoughts and feelings when we come at our partner without blame, accusation, all or never, because most people don't respond well to that. They fight back. And so sometimes softening might be saying something like, I feel hurt right now the way you're speaking to me. Can you be a little gentler with me? But it's finding ways to calm and soothe each other throughout. Like maybe our partner does start off a little abrupt. I know it's hard, but maybe if we have our wherewithal about us that day, we could put a hand on their leg and say, Hey, 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 I'm in here with you. Just be a little gentler with me. Or can you speak a little softer with me? But we have to be soft and asking for the softening. Sometimes we're like, be more, be kinder. Why don't you just be nice? And we're being harsh and aggressive, asking for niceness. And that doesn't really make things go nicer. So thinking about 
how do you soften with each other even when you're mad even when you're mad i know it is hard to do which brings me to the third thing which is repairing so along the way we can use repair techniques these can be emotional or cognitive or physical these are things that we do when there's a little rift going on to make repair make it better to build a bridge between you when it feels like you're like two islands that aren't seeing eye to eye so repairs can be little things like talking about your feelings like i feel hurt it could be saying i feel hurt can you say that another way i couldn't understand you it could be hey this is really important to me can you please listen a repair could be saying i feel totally flooded i need a moment it could be saying i, I get that that makes sense to me a repair could be saying i'm sorry that came out way harsher than expected can i try again a repair could be taking a 20 minute break and coming back a repair could be like trying to recognize that you both have mutual views and getting to a yes instead of saying no so it could say you could say something like yes and or yes you know that matches some of my point of view and or you're starting to convince me here or let's find a solution that honors both of our dreams so i just gave you a whole bunch of sample statements that could be repairs when you're fighting with your partner so you'll notice these are all kind of an invitation to make things softer to get to a yes together none of them start with no whenever we start with no or that's not the way it is or we get really defensive that's not a repair that's going to cause a rift so anything we can do that invites our partner in invites it to make it safer agrees with part of their story if not the whole thing or validates their side is much more likely to repair the situation rather than cause a rift so in that repair little bit i gave you there one of the repairs was about taking breaks so step four or point four about how to communicate in conflict is taking breaks in conflict conversations with our partner when we're at rest our, our heart rates can get going to over 100 beats per minute our thinking brain starts to go offline and we're just speaking from a place of fight flight or freeze when we do this we are much more likely to say hurtful things we don't mean or shut our partner out emotionally or physically like a lot of people i hate taking breaks in conflict i don't like it at all i just want to stay and talk things out i don't want to take a break i feel like i'm going to be abandoned my needs aren't going to be met i feel unimportant and like i don't matter as soon as my partner needs a break but what i've come to learn over time is as much as my partner might want to break usually i don't the breaks are good for me they help me to regulate my nervous system collect my thoughts and be nicer to my partner which is supported by the research by the gottman institute when we take breaks it regulates our nervous system and then we can come back and actually have a productive conversation that doesn't turn into a battle because that's one of the things about conflict we can have a disagreement verbally which is us talking about the or talking about the issue without it blowing up into a fight and we need to be regulated to be able to do that so taking breaks is a strategy that is super important breaks usually need to be at least 20 minutes long and do something on these breaks that isn't thinking about the conflict you have to find a way to distract and regulate your nervous system not engage in thinking about it which are distress maintaining thoughts which keep you super upset this is hard to do that's why in the course communication cures it's now going to come out a couple times a year we go over how to take effective breaks and how to distract your mind so that you're not just sitting there thinking about the whole thing all the time and then finally get back to talk and you just blow up again all right so then the fifth point for how to communicate in conflict is if you do take a break come back and talk without fighting 
I know this is so hard to do, but what this takes is really expressing your thoughts and feelings again, without the blame, without the accusation, without the alls or nevers, explaining how you feel, describe the story you're telling yourself and ask for what you need. So I'm really frustrated that you came home late the other day. I was waiting up for you. And what I need is when, you know, you go out to be communicative with me and tell me when you're going to be home and then commit to that so that I can go to sleep. It's hard to be a little gentle. I, I know it really can be. But when we do this, we increase the chances it's not going to turn into a fight. Now, what's hard for our partner to do is hear that and then respond well. So there's responsibility, remember, on both parts to communicate well. So if I complain that to my partner, we still might not like, or my partner might not like what I said. And there's responsibility on us if we come back to being a team member. Going back to point one, which is, okay, we're a team. And if we're a team and my partner is bringing something up to me kindly, how can I be responsive to that? How can I start with a yes and, or I see your point and not just getting defensive right away? So this could be something like, yeah, you're right. I was late and you can explain yourself or I would like for us to have a better solution so you don't have to stay up. And so if you can find something to agree with, when your partner says something, even if you don't agree with the whole thing, you're much more likely to get to a solution than if you just disagree, disagree, disagree. It reminds me of the improv game where whatever someone suggests as an idea that you have to do, you take it and you go with ne yes, next. So if they're like, we're at the park, you're like, yes, and we're wearing hats. And then the other person's like, yes, and we're going to wear hats and go down the slide. And you just keep saying yes and adding to the story. Now, I don't mean quite literally say yes, but think about accepting the influence of your partner. Think about, I agree with that point and, or yeah, okay, you've raised a few valid things here I should consider and, or I can see you're frustrated and, or ooh, yeah, that's, that is my bad. And so think about talking without fighting. And that means being willing to communicate what you're upset about and accept some of your partner's influence even if you don't always like what they're saying. So we've just gone five tips to help you to communicate a little better when you're in conflict. So those are remember your team, two, soften with each other, three, repair as you go, four, take breaks, and five, come back from breaks if you take them and talk without fighting. So I hope you liked this mini episode. I hope it was helpful for you. And remember the episode that was re released a few days ago is going to be released again, November 30th, and there's going to be a giveaway with it. So be on the lookout for November 30th episode because it's amazing. And I cannot wait for you to get the giveaway that comes with the episode. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.